And so maybe if you're joining us right now for the first time, we as a church, we're in week five of a series called Multiply. And the premise of this series is the beginning of the first words that God has given to us based off Genesis chapter one. When he created the world, when he created mankind, the first thing that he said was, fill the earth, subdue it, be fruitful, and multiply. All right? And so multiply means to increase or to become many. And when God spoke this over mankind, he simply means that you have the ability and the permission to advance. And so if you have been joining us, our pastor gave us uh, just the areas of growth within our lives when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our time. And last week, he talked about wise counsel. Uh, But here's the thing, though. When it comes to us multiplying with us increasing in life, oftentimes we may hit barriers within our lives. And it's simply because in life, times can get hard and we don't understand it all. And we're constantly trying to figure things out. But here's the thing. Wise counsel clears the blockage. All right? Our pastor encouraged us. Wise counsel clears the blockage. And so what I want to do today is I want to continue our conversation on wisdom and wise counsel. Uh, I believe we're going to have a lot of fun today. And God's going to speak to you from his word. All right, Uh, but to set this up, we're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter 18, and if you know a lot about me, when I I love to uh, preach and teach, I love to not only give you the Word of God, but I want to equip you on how to read the Word of God for yourself, and before we open up this passage, I want to encourage you to pay attention to the details, right? God is a God of details, and every single sentence within His Word means something, It's important, okay? And so we're going to pick it up here in the story of the children of Israel. They just got delivered from Egypt, the land of sin and slavery. And uh, God has taken Moses, risen him up to be a leader. They've crossed the Red Sea. And now we've got them at the point where they're at the mountain of the Lord. But here we have a place where they're at standstill. And we have a visit from Moses' father-in-law. His name is Jethro. And Jethro gives Moses some wise counsel. You guys ready? All right. So we're going to be in Exodus 18 and verse 13. Jethro's wise advice. The next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. This is not good, (laughs) Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. That was my exclamation moment, right? (laughs) This is not good. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Did you catch that, church? Right? There are things that Jethro said in here that indicated that Moses needs some wisdom. 
All right, there are certain things that Jethro said within this passage that indicates that Moses needs some wisdom. So maybe you came last week and you're like, Pastor Chow, I get it. Wisdom is something I need to have in my life. I know how to access it. But maybe you're in a position right now that you're not certain which area of your life that you need wisdom in. And so what I want to do is, based off this text, I want to give you three indicators that you need wisdom. All right. So the first one, you guys ready? All right, the first indicator that you may need wisdom is you're experiencing no progress. No progress. It says here in verse 14, Jethro's word, he says, what are you really accomplishing here? All right, there hasn't been any progress in the children of Israel and Moses' leadership up until this point. He was around with them all day. And so I want you to, I want you to picture this as, as a visual aid, right? How many of you guys know how to swim? Okay, good, a good, good portion of you guys, right? How many of you guys don't know how to swim? It's okay. We can be proud, right? I, myself, I don't know how to swim either, okay? I had Asian parents growing up, and they were like, you will study. And I'm like, can I study swimming? <laughs> no. Um, so swimming, okay? Just picture this. So the swimmers are there. You know that it takes energy to tread water, right, to stay afloat. It also takes the same amount of energy to swim somewhere, right? But here's the thing. Just because you're expending energy doesn't mean you're progressing, right? Because you're expending energy doesn't mean you're progressing. And so uh, we see it here where the children of Israel isn't progressing. So what areas in your life that you're not moving forward in? The second way, um, that the second indicator that you may need wisdom in your life. Everything falls on you. Everything falls on you. Jethro said, why are you trying to do this all alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? What that tells me was Moses was doing this the entire day. Everything fell back on him for the entire day. And here's the thing. Moses didn't tap into his best potential. And it's because he didn't utilize those that God had positioned around him. And oftentimes when we don't steward uh, the, the gifts and the talents that God has given us, well, it doesn't only affect our lives, but it could also affect those around us. So you see, it didn't limit only Moses' potential, but those around him as well. And so maybe an indicator here is you, you're doing your thing, and you get a lot of people coming up to you and say, like, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Right? How can I help you in this moment? Maybe chances are this is a part where you start to need to delegating. But here's a disclaimer as well, too. Not everything that you are in charge of needs to be passed off your plate. Right? There are some seasons where God gives you something, and it's your responsibility to master it, to own it. Yeah. But then there are other seasons where you should really give this to someone else to do, and that's where delegation comes in. But here's the thing. It's so hard to distinguish between the two, right? And so this is where wise counsel comes in to help you determine the two, and we'll touch base that in a little bit later on. Okay, number three, the third indicator that you may need wisdom, exhaustion. Exhaustion. Jethro said, you're going to wear yourself out, right? And the people too. Not just you, but the people around you. But here's, here's another disclaimer, right? Sometimes hard work and feeling exhausted is a great thing. 
Ecclesiastes, Solomon says that it's, a good, it's good to have a hard day's work. But here's the thing. When you're constantly feeling tired over weeks and weeks and weeks and months, chances are you need some wise counsel in your life. And so let's continue the story here. We're going to go to Exodus. We're going to be in verse 19, and then we're going to jump to verse 24. Verse 19, Jethro said, Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should, uh, I'm sorry, you should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. All right, and then he goes on and continues to give his strategy and his wise counsel. I'm jumping down to verse 24. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. So he, he got wise counsel, wisdom, and then he followed through. And so what I want to do now, church, is I want to walk you through the benefits of wisdom. The benefits of wisdom. And on a practical note, um, just the idea of benefits, right? Well, number one, life is short. James says life is but a mist, of vapor. We're here and we're gone. So why not take every advantage, every benefit that life has to give us? Right? And like, as I said, practically, you know, how many, how many of us have been there before we get promoted or we get a new job and we get the job? The first thing that we ask is, well, what are the benefits? <laughs> right? And so wisdom comes with benefits. But here's the thing. We can use these benefits to our advantage. So I want to walk you through not only the benefits, but how to leverage these benefits to get an advantage in life. All right? All right, so let's go to the first benefit of wisdom. Well, number one, when you receive wisdom, you're going to receive breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. Breakthrough. All right? When we receive wisdom, it oftentimes comes with breakthrough. Let's actually go on to the next chapter of Exodus and see what happened when Moses took the counsel. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 19. We're going to go to verse 10 to 11. It says this, Then the Lord told Moses, Go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow, and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day, for on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Did you guys catch that? First, Moses applied the wisdom, and then God shows up. All right? So simply put, first, wise counsel, and then breakthrough. First, wise counsel, and then breakthrough. I wonder what breakthrough God is waiting to give you based off the counsel you've received already. All right? But here's the thing, what's the advantage of breakthrough, right? Well, number one, when we experience breakthrough, it gives credibility to the person who gave it, right? When breakthrough occurs, it gives credibility to the person who gave it. Because how many of you guys know a broken clock is right twice a day, right? But when you're walking with somebody who's given you counsel after counsel and you receive breakthrough, chances are the hand of God is on that individual, you know, earlier today, uh, as we were setting up for church, I like to make my rounds with all, like, the team huddles. And actually, I came with the, the campus safety team, and, and Lance, our team leader, asked the question, like, hey, what, uh, what was a win for you this week? 
and uh, it got replayed back to him. Uh, like, what, what was a breakthrough for you, Lance? And he said, I just received a lot of breakthrough. And in the back of my, hind, back of my mind, I'm like, I'm talking about breakthrough today. So let me, let me prep for my message by, well, what's the benefits of breakthrough, Lance? Right? And he said this that I wanted to share with you guys. He said, well, Pastor Chow, I feel more like myself. And not only that, but the task that I have to do, I'm not forcing myself to do it. But now I have this energy, this zeal to make my bed, to speak to people, to move forward in life. Come on, we can celebrate that. Right, so breakthrough causes momentum. Right, I didn't share this with them at 9 a.m., but momentum is a powerful thing. Right, you think of sailboats, right? Momentum moves sailboats, and because of momentum, we as humankind have discovered the world. And so I wonder what you're going to discover in your life because of the momentum of breakthroughs. Okay? All right, number two. The second benefit of wisdom is you attract good company. Wisdom attracts good company. So this is uh, Exodus 18.21. This was part of the advice, the counsel that uh, Jethro gave to Moses. It says, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. So here's the thing. Wisdom magnetizes wise people. Wisdom magnetizes wise people, right? So we see from the text, Moses was doing everything by himself. But when he got wisdom, counsel, and he applied it, all of a sudden, he was surrounded by faith-filled people, right? And I don't know about you guys, but I want to be surrounded by people who love God, who are wise, right, who have faith, because in every single season, I know that I'm going to get my support, so here's, what's the advantage in that, Pastor Chow? What's the advantage of being around good company and being around wise people? Well, number one, you can achieve a lot more. You can achieve a lot more when you have wise people, God-fearing people around you. The Bible says this in Deuteronomy, that one person can take on 1,000, but two people can take on 10,000. I went to school and, and went to algebra, right? And I'm like, well, in my mind, it's like, well, one is 1,000. Shouldn't two be 2,000? We're talking about multiplication, people, right? We're in the series of multiply. And how many of you know God is a multiplying God? When you get around faithful people, you multiply and you can achieve a lot more, right? I remember in the beginnings of our church, the genesis of our church, um, we didn't even have a website yet. And I remember being in the room with Pastor Josh, and we're all sitting there at the table, and he's like, well, we need to uh, start this church by having a, a website. And so we were researching how much does it cost to uh, start a website. And the cheapest place that we could find, it was $3,500 for a website, right? And Pastor Josh was like, we ain't got it. We ain't got it. But it just so happened that Chris, Chris Condro, um, he was there as well. And he's like, Pastor Josh, I got you. All I need is $500 for the licensing fee and everything, and I'll take care of it. But here's the thing, right? Because Pastor Josh is such an excellent and wise individual, he attracted Chris to him. 
And Chris, if you have not got a chance to meet this guy, he is like top-notch excellent when it comes to all things digital and online. And, and so out of, out of the course of our years here being at church, I can literally name you 10 different people that came up to me and said, Pastor Chow, who designed your website? You must pay thousands of dollars for it. I'm like, talk to Chris. <laughs> talk to Chris, right? So Chris, I'm helping you with your side business, man, whenever you start off with that. I take 5%, my friend. All right, number three. You guys ready? The third benefit of wisdom you're going to receive is efficiency. Efficiency. Let's define that. Efficiency is achieving maximum productivity with minimal wasted effort or expense. Efficiency is achieving maximum productivity with minimal wasted effort or expense. If you guys are um, lovers of anything in the universe or planets and stars, you know that we're living in an amazing age right now uh, because back during the 60s and 70s, we did a lot of space um, uh, missions going to the moon. But however, the U.S. has stopped doing that because of the costs that it had on the taxpaying citizens. Right? But now, because of the new advancements from SpaceX, they're, re- they're launching rockets, and because of how efficient that they are, they can re- reuse them. We're going back on missions. And so just pay attention. In the next few years here, you're going to see a lot more of um, just discovery, right? So here's the thing. When it comes to being efficient, you get to discover new things, right? Efficiency leads you to discover new things. And so if you remember last week, uh, Pastor Josh had a chance to talk about um, getting around people to get wisdom, and he premised it by saying, understanding will draw out wisdom from people. And he had shared the story about how he met one of his um, uh, uh, preachers and uh, teacher that he looked up to, and when he got to them to to be surrounded by them, he kind of like froze up a little bit. He's like, oh my gosh, I see you on TV. I don't know what to say. And then he froze up, right? And then he had um, encouraged us that when we're around wise people, we want to begin to ask questions, right? And so if you've been with us long enough, you know that over the course of a year, we'll hit on different uh, topics over and over. And wisdom is a cyclical thing that we do. And this is probably about two years ago, Pastor Josh talked about um, this concept of asking questions, right? So I'm like, I got it, all right? Ask, come prepare with questions. So uh, there's a church down in Memphis, Tennessee called the Life Church. Um, if you haven't heard of them yet, amazing ministry that they're doing. Uh, they have 10 different locations all throughout Tennessee and some parts uh, of the world as well. Pastor John Sibling is the lead pastor. And one thing I love about Pastor Josh is, you know, he's got some amazing connections, right? Some amazing people. Remember last week, he's like, who do you know that I need to know? Right? So it just so happened that we were able to go get lunch with Pastor John and the rest of his staff. And so, uh, Megan, you were there. You remember we went and got some Mediterranean food, and it was super cool. Like, they got out the SUV. It was Pastor John, and then he had, like, six or seven people with him. I'm like, who is this guy? Right? <laughs> so we go in, we sit, and I'm like, I'm, I'm always the guy that lets people sit first because, like, I kind of, like, want to, like, try to position myself. But for this event, they sat me down. I'm like, okay, who am I going to sit next to? <laughs> so I just so happened to sit next to um, their executive pastor, Pastor Mundo. 
And man, this guy is amazing because he is the one that's really carrying out the day-to-day operations. And I'm like, man, like, how do you do it? Like, you guys are literally killing it, like, thousands of people every single week, and there's so many people to take care of. Like, how do you do it? And he shared this wisdom with me that I want to pass on to you. I asked him, how, how are you so effective, right? How are you so efficient? He said, what's important to my pastor is important to me. What's important to my pastor is important to me. And that just shifted something in me because not only did it help me in this situation, but I know that's going to affect a large part of everyone else as well. Because here's the thing. When you can identify what's most important to your boss or your supervisor, and when you prioritize that and become excellent in it, you become efficient. Right? Because if you knock those areas out, you've taken care of what's most important to them. But here's the thing. I want to encourage you with this, too. So Pastor, Pastor Mundo gave me that, and I kind of built on top of that. Because maybe you're asking your boss and your supervisor, and maybe they give you something a little bit vague, right? So I have a follow-up question that I always like to ask uh, Pastor Josh because he's over me. I said, well, well, Pastor, what is your ideal scenario within that? Right? So maybe Pastor Josh said, well, I love to experience just growth within the leaders, right? Well, what's the ideal scenario? Right? So I want to equip you guys with that. Asking these two questions to your boss and your supervisors. Number one, what's most important to you within my area? Right? What's most important to you within my area? And number two, what is your ideal outcome? What is your ideal outcome? And what you're going to find is you're going to be a lot more efficient within your area. And now comes the advantage, right? How can I take advantage of efficiency? Well, number one, efficiency often leads to promotion. Efficiency often leads to promotion. So you saw with an exodus with with Moses, now that he's not in the day-to-day of giving a ruling to people, now he's able to get his hands free of that to be more in the presence of God, to focus on teaching and leading people. And so here's the thing. When you become efficient within your life, it's not a time to just Netflix and chill. Right, But that business that you want to start building up, that skill set that you want to start growing in, that book that you haven't written yet, this is the time to get into those areas, right? And so I want to encourage you guys, right? Efficiency frees you up to do more. So take advantage of that. All right? And here's the fourth and last one here, the benefits of wisdom. Number four, you draw closer to Jesus. You draw closer to Jesus. What do you mean, Pastor Chow? Well, I want to take you here. This is a verse found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. And it says this. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ, everybody say Christ, Christ. is the power of God, here it is, and the wisdom of God. Did you guys catch that? Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So what that means is when we grow in wisdom, we are growing in Christ. When we grow in wisdom, we are growing in Christ. So let me teach this a a different way because it may be a difficult thing to kind of comprehend, right? So the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. 
right? So when we read scripture, we're actually reading God. And the more that we get into his word, the more that we grow in his scriptures, we're growing closer to Christ. And it's the same thing with wisdom. The more that we grow in godly wisdom, and how you know it's godly wisdom is that when you experience breakthrough, God adds no sorrow with it. Right? So when we're growing in wisdom, we're growing closer to God. But here's the advantage when you are able to draw closer to Jesus, right? When you're, when you're growing within Christ, wise counsel is available within the moment. How many of us have been there before where we need to talk to our boss, our supervisor, or our spiritual leader, and they get back to us and it's like, I can meet you, but it'll be three weeks from now, right? And oftentimes, some of our things that we're going through is kind of time-sensitive, well, I want to encourage you, you have the best counselor, the wise counselor with you. We don't have this on the screen. Uh, we don't, haven't had it prepared, but in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and, and this is important. When you pay attention to the names of God, it reveals a little bit more about who he is. It says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counselor. That's who he is. Goes on to say, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And so here's the big takeaway for today. If you can grab anything from, from, from the message, is maybe you're in here right now and you just feel stuck. You're not progressing. You're doing it all. You're exhausted at the end of the day. Well, perhaps God woke you up this morning to let you know that there is a wise counselor available to you now. And how you receive this counselor into your heart, into your mind, is to accept his son, Jesus. And that's the good news, right? That God came down here in a human form to die for our sins, and not only to die for our sins, but to give us his spirit, the spirit of wisdom and wise counsel.